90% of suicide rates are men between the ages of 30 and 50. And we're seeing a lot of children on medication, like high medication. So you're right, there is change happening, mm. but it all comes back down to dollars and cents, doesn't it? I don't mean to sound idealistic, but aren't we worth more? There is a serious concern around the mental health and well-being of ordinary Australians. Each year, over 3,000 Australians die by suicide. That's 30 Australians intentionally taking their own lives every day. But what if there was a way to make things that little bit clearer? To unlock your full potential and help you cope better with the normal stresses of life, work and community? What if there was a way to better understand yourself, your triggers, your behaviours, your thoughts and your feelings? What if there was a way to de-stress and stay connected? This is the Muslim Pod Blogger and I want you to know there is. Seek support early and take control. So even with the whole umbrella of support, you know, awareness of mental health, unfortunately the stigma of being diagnosed or having a mental health issue or not just being able to talk about things or the feeling of, I can't get better, this is not going to change, uh, impending doom. The main thing that I think should be worked on just as a society is the stigma of suffering from a mental health condition. Mental health is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, that's not looked upon as being okay, um, like our physical health. But it's so important. Why do you think it's not looked upon the same? You know, if you're if you're not doing good in the head, then you must be nuts. You must be crazy. The stigma. People don't know about it. There is still a massive stigma around mental health in general. And I think it's definitely reduced in the last five to ten years. But... There's still a ginormous stigma and people just don't want other people to know that they're actually struggling. The access to mental health and knowing how to get help is also another barrier. And I think if you don't have anyone in your family or your community that has gone through it and knows how to get help, you're kind of left in the dark. In the work I do as a youth worker, I think you can find people who, who have an issue and and sort of have a mentality of, well, I'm not as bad as this person or I'm not quite at the level where I think I need support when maybe if they'd acted at that time, um, you know, it would have been an early intervention before they get to a certain point. It's not clear. It's, you know, if you've got a cold or you've got the flu, there are symptoms and you can see them and you can, um, you know, test for things and put things under the microscope. But when it comes to mental illness, people can pretend or cover up how they feel because they don't want people to feel sorry for them or think that they're nuts or think that they're looking for attention or think that they're weak. Not dismissing people with mental health or perceiving them in a different manner or, or even patronising them. But you always have this sort of this assumption of somebody who's got a mental health issue, like, oh, they could be unstable, you don't trust them, they could snap at any moment. There's a whole bunch of things, irrational thoughts. When somebody gets taken to a mental hospital, once they come out, it's very, very hard to get that same level of sort of social recognition within the people. You'll always be seen as that person who got taken to the hospital and had to stay there for two weeks you know, and weren't allowed to leave. That Whereas a person can break their arm, go to the hospital for a week, you come out and everyone's like, treats you the same. It's like, oh, that's okay. It's an accident that happens. Okay, this person had a physical injury. They were in hospital for two weeks and now they're better. Well done. 
But then the other person who was in the hospital for two weeks, who had a, let's call it a mental injury, that stigma stays there. It, it stays there. It doesn't, it's very hard to wash that off. Mental health wasn't talked about when I was growing up at all. It was something that was never discussed. I used to run a respite house in a rural area up the top of Queensland. And I had participants that had obvious mental health, um, had auditory hallucinations. So obviously suffering from a severe mental health like schizophrenia. The government wouldn't recognise them as having mental health because they were too young. And so I didn't get any assistance from mental health services up there because they wouldn't even look at them because Leo was only 12 years old. Yeah, I think this year um, alone, in the first five months, so in May this year, um, there was 65 Indigenous suicides in remote communities and half of those 65 were under the age of 25 and 15 of those suicides were under the age of 12. I know one community in particular, I think they had about six cluster suicides. So that's when somebody dies by suicide and then it's kind of like a ripple effect. And so then their cousin might choose to do that as well. And then someone else chooses to do that as well. And it's a massive cluster in a community. Um, so most Aboriginal remote communities are quite small. So as you can imagine, losing one person in a community, the damage that would do let alone having six. We're kind of reactive and not trying to make change. You know, we band-aid solutions. So I think we're sort of not often looking at what the root cause of mental health issues are in, in young people and more trying to establish services to fix them once they do. Um, but there's not a lot of discussion on, on cause and effect and, and why we need more services. We're just, you know, trying to band-aid it. Two people can have the same mental health issue at that point in time in their life, yet be affected by it in completely different ways. Yeah. I think as well that's where that cultural element comes into it as well. For Aboriginal people, especially Aboriginal people in remote communities, they do experience depression differently, like completely differently. And there's not enough research that's been done to explore what that actually looks like and how they experience it differently. But that comes down to they're experiencing it differently, but yet we're treating everyone the same, with the same you know, therapies and treatment. They're not individualised, which just is craziness to me. I mean, therapy is very expensive surrounding mental health. And I think um, you know, finance is a big issue for a lot of people to try and um, deal with their mental health and get the therapy and the help that they need becomes expensive. Something like with mental health, depending on what it is, you can deteriorate if you don't treat it, which leads to breakdowns, which leads to even more serious mental health. But you're right, seeking support early prevents things from escalating. Yes. And seeking supports early also puts in the strategy so that the next time something happens, you've got the strategies to manage it so it doesn't escalate. Yep. If you or someone you know is experiencing any kind of mental health condition, then know you're not alone. 40% of Australians live with a mental health condition often left untreated, but that can change. This is the Muslim Pod Blogger, and I want you to avoid putting your mental health off for another day. Seek support early and take control.